You begin your international career during the heart of the Cold War. And by the time the USSR collapses, you're a U.S. diplomat working in a newly democratic Eastern Europe. But your lasting impressions were created during a time when Berlin was divided, and when, as an exchange student, you learn first-hand lessons about America's role in the world. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. What do you call someone who speaks two languages? Bilingual. What do you call someone who speaks three languages? Trilingual. What do you call someone who speaks only one language? An American. This week, the ghost subway stations of East Berlin, May Day with angry communists, and lunching with Iranian friends during the Iranian hostage crisis. Join us on a journey from the past to the present and back, and life as an American student in a divided Berlin. It's 2233. We report what happens in the United States warts and all. These exchanges shaped who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. My name is David Marks. I'm a retired Foreign Service officer. I retired from the State Department in uh, 2013 after 30 years. I uh, first became aware of the exchange programs long before I knew that there was a State Department connection. I went to uh, graduate school in Russian literature at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. And uh, at that time, uh, Indiana had an exchange program with the Free University of Berlin. And each school every year sent one student to the other school. I was lucky enough to be awarded that uh, fellowship for the 1979-1980 academic year. I was advised to apply for a Fulbright travel grant, which I did and uh, which I received. And uh, so that was my introduction to, uh, to the exchange programs that the State Department sponsors. Uh, Berlin in those days was, of course, uh, a divided city, uh, divided by the Berlin Wall. Well, I was there during the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, and after the U.S. reacted to that by um, among other things, canceling participation in, in the Moscow Olympics in 1980. You know, you, you could see very clearly the concrete manifestations of the hostility between the Soviet Union and, and the West. It was a, a peculiarity of that the West German subways, two lines of the West German subway, ran through or under a part of East Berlin that jutted out into West Berlin. And there were stations, um, train stations there, 
that hadn't been used since the Berlin Wall was built in 1961. So you would go through these stations and there'd be this deep layer of dust and then very occasionally in the dim light of the subway station, you could see some East German guard lurking in case anybody had somehow managed to get down there and was trying to hop onto the uh, West German subway. Berlin really is a city where, where history is in front of you almost everywhere you turn, whether it is the uh, bullet holes you can still see in some of the buildings or the fact that you would um, be walking through a section of, of old buildings and all of a sudden there would be a large area of, of quite new construction because what had been there was, of course, bombed out during the war. And uh, it was also a city, particularly when I was there in 1979 and 1980, where you could feel the Cold War. There were, uh, there were examples uh, literally everywhere you looked, from the Berlin Wall to, as I said, the, uh, the uh, various um, military personnel you could see walking around town to trying to get through the Berlin Wall to the other side. One of the most interesting experiences I had was uh, was going from West Berlin to East Berlin on uh, the first of May, nineteen eighty, for to to watch the the May Day parade, and this occurred uh, very shortly after President Carter decided that because of the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, the United States was not going to take part in the Moscow Olympics. And so there were quite a few banners carried by the various uh, East German student and worker uh, delegations in the parade denouncing the U.S. policy. So it, it was um, an opportunity for me to see, you know, the very concrete effects of, uh, of certain U.S. policies. And, and that was uh, helpful for me after I joined the State Department. I lived in a, in a large apartment that was um, subdivided into rooms, and my German landlord uh, was, was uh, a fairly tolerant fellow. And um, we had a number of students from a variety of places. There were two Greek students uh, when I was there, two Iranians. And um, these two Iranians, after the, um, the uh, American embassy in Tehran was overrun and, and the diplomats were taken hostage, they invited me to lunch and apologized for what their country had done. Uh, I thought that was... Uh, that was quite an interesting experience. My, my wife, who was uh, not my wife at the time, but she came to visit me in Berlin, and, um, and we went over to East Berlin, and we were, we had, I had gotten tickets for a, a Bertolt Brecht 
production in um, in the uh, Theater am Schiffbardam, which is the most famous theater in East Berlin. And it was in the winter, and um, and we were looking to kill some time before the play started, and we were in uh, one of the East German, uh, the East Berlin museums, and um, and in uh, Russia, and in uh, in East Germany, uh, many of the the museum staff are elderly women who are very suspicious of anybody, and they keep a close eye on you to make sure you don't try to touch anything. And one of these women came up to my wife and me and said, "Look, um, everybody else has left. You're you're the last uh, visitors here. We want to go home. Why don't you get out of here?" <laughs> and I thought that was a great lesson in in um, in socialist uh, uh, mores. You know, seeing the enormous influence, I had seen it in, in West Germany when I was a soldier, but seeing the enormous influence in Berlin of the United States and how the United States had, had really assisted in the development of democracy in post-war Germany or the, you know, the, the reestablishment of democracy in post-war Germany. Um, was uh, for me a, a, an inspiring experience, and how much the Germans still looked to the United States. This was this was, after all, the city where President Kennedy had said, "Ich bin ein Berliner," and in fact, the the Berlin Rathaus where he said that was just uh, about a half mile down the street from where I lived in Berlin, and the bus went past it every day when I when I took the bus down to the big library in central uh, West Berlin. There really is a friendship connecting Germans and Americans that is based on a certain shared history, some of it bad, but much of it good, and that um, I think this shared history has been uh, a great benefit to both of our countries. And in fact, uh, the experiences I gained uh, while I was uh, on this uh, fellowship uh, completely changed the direction of my life. I had uh, uh, gone to Germany with the intention of returning to Bloomington, Indiana to complete my doctorate in Russian literature. But instead, uh, I was also given eight weeks of intensive German at the Goethe Institute, which is a German uh, cultural exchange program. And um, while I was there, I was in the same class with a young woman from Japan, and uh, we got to know each other and fell in love and, uh, and got married, and we're still married. I would, I would credit my 30-year career in the State Department to that experience because when I was in um, Berlin and got to see uh, 
you know, what, what the Cold War really meant in terms of concrete things, not just the concrete in the Berlin Wall, but, you know, how it affected the lives of people in Berlin uh, and the importance of um, an American role in the world. I think that was that was the the real profound experience that I that I brought with me from that exchange. In fact, when I was um, on my second tour at our embassy in Bonn. Um, that was when, um, when President Reagan made his visit where he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And of course, that was a, a reminder of the significance of Berlin and, and of my time there. is produced by The Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of The Collaboratory. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. In this episode, David Marks told us about his experiences as a Fulbright Scholar in then-West Berlin. For more about ECA exchanges, including Fulbright programs, check out eca.state.gov. You can also subscribe to 2233 wherever you find your podcasts, and we strongly encourage you to do so. And you can write to us. We love to hear from you. Find us at ecacollaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. Special thanks this week to David for sharing the memories of his beloved Berlin. I did the interview and edited this episode. Featured music during this segment was Summertime by Shelley Mann. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagir Lius. Until next time.